All right, gang, let's jump into this shit. Now, we're, I'm going to go right into this because I'm looking at a video that is right under 50 minutes long. I was going to do a whole nother show, but you know how this works. Uncle Bobby saw some shit. So now Uncle Bobby's got to rant about some shit. Gang, I saw a video from Braxton Hunter. Now, I've done, I think, one or two shows on this guy before. He's from Trinity Radio. Here's my problem with Braxton and people like Braxton. He's nice. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Braxton is the personification of the Uncle Bobby saying, it's a lot easier to stab someone from six inches than it is from 60 feet. He doesn't come across really aggressive. He's nice. I think it was even Shannon Q. He had a very pleasant conversation. I think I listened to like 79% of that. But here's the thing, gang. If you can't have a fucking pleasant conversation with Shannon Q, you are either some dark-hearted fuckface or you're me. Right? Just like, oh, you're just mad at everything and shit. But I think they like had a prayer and even like sang Kumbaya and the Blase and the Glavenoids. But he's nice. He's not like a side Tim Brugen, Kate. It's easy to give him the fucking double kickstand. But Braxton is nice. And I remember I did a response to his 10 questions for atheists uh, video. Gang, every single last one of these Christian videos, 10 questions for, they all start out the same way. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not being aggressive. I don't want to debate. I just have 10 honest questions. They say the same thing every time. And like literally like one of the first questions was, do you like puppies? Right? What do you like more vanilla or chocolate? And as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about how I responded to that video. <clears throat> Again, one day Uncle Bobby's really going to be able to do all that linking shit. But until he does, check out all my shit in the description. Uncle Bobby's Patreon, his Venmo, all that good stuff. Because if you want to drop Uncle Bobby some ducats, that's where you do it. Back on topic. But as the questions progressed with Braxton, and I remember I was like, that's a fair question. I'll answer that one. I'm not a fan of that, but I'll answer that. Okay. Then it got to a point where I straight up said, you're a dick, Braxton. Right? Because he, he got this. He's like... Don't you, question number seven, don't you feel just a little dishonest being an atheist? And it was never just this, fuck you atheist. But it just got, it just, I just remember. And I remember at the end of the video, you know, it was like, I give you one big motherfucking solution. It was like Braxton, go fuck yourself. Because again, it was just, just this nice, nice. And even when he was mean, he was nice. He was nice. And if he was here, he would completely disagree. Okay, but that, that's why I had to knock out this video, gang. So it's got, so again, let's just jump right into it. Let Braxton speak to it for himself so I can tear it down. Atheist, no praying pilots, God is hidden, Jesus. He's going to respond to us non-believers. Something tells me this is all going to be sitting on some bullshit. You guys ready? Is it up? Roll the tape. So let's jump into this claim from Sam Harris that what you don't want is a pilot who believes in prayer. A pilot who really believes 
in the power of prayer, right? Who will fly into a thunderstorm knowing that it's certainly elevating the risk of catastrophe for himself and all his passengers, but no, no, he knows God's, you know, riding shotgun with him, right? Because he's just a true believer. Well, that's, you know, in my view, that's a disaster, right? That's precisely the kind of pilot you don't want. What you want are people whose convictions scale with good reasons and good evidence. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for Sam. This has got to be one of the most misunderstood and confused ideas about how Christians should think about prayer that I've heard. Pause and take. Braxton already, please go fuck yourself. What, what was wrong with what it is he just said? And here's the thing, though, gang. Here we go. Here comes the gymnastics. Here comes all the excuses. Right? That was the worst interpretation of how Christians see prayer. These are just excuses to me. Right? Let's just see what he has to say. Roll the tape. Heard from an atheist popularizer, particularly at his level. The reality is Christians have rules. They understand there are there are things they should keep in mind when they pray that not only would ensure that their prayer is pleasing to God in some way, uh, but also has the possibility of being answered in some... Pause the tape. There's, there's your excuse right there. What do we always hear, gang? When you pray, sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is just not yet. What the fuck is the difference between that and just existent reality? If I go to the gym tomorrow and I just pray that I can get 500 pounds off my chest. I may get the 500 pounds off my chest. That may be a successful bench press. Or I, it could crush my chest like a damn cereal box. Or maybe not this week. But after a month of training and just really dialing it in, maybe later. What's the difference between that and just random chance? Between that and just existent reality? Christians, the only way your prayer stuff makes sense is to sound like Braxton. Roll the tape. Measure that they are asking that it be answered in. Uh, for example, Christians are supposed to pray in the name of their God or in the name of Jesus. And this means that we are invoking our patron who has graciously allowed us to be in his kingdom. And we are uh, trying to pray in a manner, ask for things in a manner that would meet his wills and are, in, are consistent with what his... Pause the tape, then why pray? You're going to pray for something that goes according to his will. In other words, his will be done. In other words, there's nothing you can do that changes God's unwilling plan, Braxton. So why even bother? The, the only answer and the way I see, and again, hit me up in the comments. Who knows? Maybe Braxton will see this. That just means prayer is just stroking your God's ego. We're going to pray for things that make, that make sure it lines up with God's will, with his plan, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Then why bother praying? God's going to do what he wants anyway. To me, everything else is just you guys jerking them off. Roll the tape. Or not. Will might be. On top of that, we uh, pray uh, not for sinful gain, which of course goes along with the first thing. There are uh, different reasons one might pray, and there are different ways of going about this, but the, the, the idea that what a pilot might be doing is to get up into the cockpit and say, well, I'm a Christian, I believe in the power of prayer, 
And so, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw caution to the wind and drive straight through this thunderstorm, even though everything in my training. Paul to take what seems to be the problem. Seriously, right? Again, it's one of those. Let me get that off my screen. When I was a Christian, especially when I was young, it was nothing's impossible for God. God can do all things, right? Now, again, Christianity doesn't evolve. Again, it just kind of changes the numbers, the order of the numbers in an addition problem, then act like it's got a different uh, answer. Uh, no wonder, <laughs> no wonder you're an atheist. No wonder you're an atheist. You think that three plus two equals five, but what you don't know is two plus three. What's the, uh, okay. What's the difference? The answer is still five Christians. So and when I was a kid, God can do all things. Now it's God can do all things that are logically possible. Then what makes him any motherfucking different than Robert Reed? Right? God can't make a one in stick. Well, neither can I. God can't make a married bachelor. Well, neither can I. Right? What is your God good for? Roll the tape. And all the machinery I know tells me this is not a good idea. Uh, I'm just going to do it anyway because, hey, God is my code. Jesus is my co-pilot. And praise the Lord, God's going to take care of it. Roll the tape. But that I was asking. If all things, again, God seems to cure cancers. He makes sure that your team wins the World Series. But yet he cannot. He cannot sit there and guide a pilot. Get fucked up. Sit there, fly the plane with his eyes closed and shit. Dear God, get me through this. But here's the thing though, gang. Because if that pilot does that and causes the inevitable, they'll say that fuck face that's not what prayer was about. But if he does do that, if he flies through that uh, rainstorm, thunderstorm, snow, whatever the fuck, and he land or she lands the plane, you know what they're going to say? Look how great God is. Atheist, there's no way we can win this. <clears throat> there isn't. If the pilot closes his or her eyes and flies through the thunderstorm and crashes, that's when people like Braxton will say he didn't or he they didn't understand prayer. If they go all the way through that, they get to say prayer works. Atheist, this is a lose-lose for us. Roll the tape. Of everything. That's just it's all gonna be fine. This is not how Christians think. This isn't how we operate. And to the extent that someone does think this way, this is not how Christians should be thinking. What we understand is, okay, what I know that my God wants me to do is, is to perform my station in life to the best of my ability in a manner that shows love uh, to others and shows love to my God. And as far as your daily work is involved, that means taking care of people, doing what you're supposed to do to uh, perform this task safely as a pilot. And that means that you're, you're going to try and use everything in your training, everything at your disposal, everything that God has given you, recognizing that you yourself and your abilities are the means by which God might be bringing about his will and as a result what you're going to do is you're going to try every way you can to do your job successfully do you pray yes you pray also it doesn't mean that the pause the tape again excuse after excuse if you have a headache and you take an aspirin and you pray then your headache is gone what worked again it, it, there's no way atheists we win this discussion this debate, whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
This to me is Braxton just tap dancing. If you go A, he wins. If you go B, he wins. This is a lose-lose for us. Roll the tape. Pilot or a driver of a car has to bow their heads and close their eyes and take themselves into some other you know mental space. No, you keep driving the car, you keep flying the plane, and, and you just you just breathe a prayer. You know, hey Lord, take, keep us safe. You know, Lord, let us get through this. It's no problem. People do this all the time. It's it's perfectly acceptable, and there's nothing dangerous about it. Um, th this is this is just kind of a silly idea. I, I really I, this has got to be. I mean, you know, you don't want a pilot who believes in the power of prayer. You want one that proportions his claims to the evidence. That's what Sam Harris has said. Right. Yes, that means that um, this pilot should know from a life of experience of praying that sometimes God does not answer his prayers in the ways that he would like. And so as Close the tape. What the fuck did I just say? Sometimes it's yes, sometimes... Shut the fuck up. Seriously. Again, what gets you... From San Antonio, Texas to Denver, Colorado, in the air. Is it prayer? Is it airline training? Or is it both? I've got a really good idea. Why don't we say, Braxton, put your money where your mouth is. But again, he has an escape route no matter what. Robert Reed is going to get on the plane with the person with the most amount of experience, who's got the safest track record. I don't care if they're Muslim, Hindu, Christian, a... Fly the fucking plane and get me there safely. Or you can sit there and be like, dude, I've got no idea what the fuck it is I'm going to do. But nothing is impossible for God. So I'm going to get in that cop pick and I'm just going to, it's like fucking Neo from the Matrix. I know Kung Fu. No, have his monkey ass pray to get you to where you need to be. I wonder which airplane Braxton would take. I get the, the prayer as long as prayer, go fuck yourselves. This to me is like they weren't a real Christian. That's not the way we do prayer, Sam Harris. That's not the way we do prayer, Robert Reed. Well, how the, what else is prayer? Again, if your will be done, God, if you're going to do whatever the fuck it is you're going to do, why am I praying? Well, Robert, we need to have communion with God. We need to have really Shut the fuck up. Then you're just jerking him off. He's going to do what he wants to do anyway. So go ahead, Christians. Tell me I'm taking out of context. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself and put your money where your mouth is. Roll the tape. The result, the pilot should uh, recognize that on this evidence, it seems like God does sometimes answer my prayers. But I can't necessarily predict when or how all of these prayers are going to be answered. So really, I should pray to God because he's ultimately in control and ask him that we be safe and all those kind of things. But I'm still going to use everything within my abilities to, to, to bring this, you know, to make sure this happens. Now, the response that will likely come from uh, skeptics in the comments is to say something like, well, see, then you can't tell the difference. If, he, if, if we're saying... You should pray, but you should also, uh, you know, my dad used to say, pray like it all depends on God, work like it all depends on you. And so we'll see that God can't lose there because, um, of course, you're going to give God the glory even if it was your efforts that got you there. This is to think that Christians spend... Pause the tape. I don't want to hear what he has to say. That's exactly what Uncle Bobby just said. Again, that that to me, it, that, I've had Christians do this shit before. Right? It's like, are you really going to sit here and tell me uh, don't you, are, are we still friends? Are we, are you my friend? Oh, well, Robert, okay. So I don't believe in your God. 
You mean to tell me that your friend is going to be tortured forever and you're okay with that? Seriously, friend, tell me. I'm about to belch. I just belch. Hashtag unprofessional. Instead of answering that right there, again, they go all the way around. Well, I mean, Robert, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, so Adam and Eve, they fell there in the Garden of Eden, and then the snake fucking talked. What you don't seem to understand, Robert, is that there was a donkey, and then the fucking donkey talked. Okay. Then some dude put a staff in the water, the water was in half like that and shit, and a whole bunch of Jews just walked through the goddamn water, right? It was like fucking miles long, the ground was wet. No shoe, but they just fucking did it. Okay. Now, we're all guilty sinners, and you understand that we're sinners, right? And then a virgin had a magic baby out of her pussy, and it was all good. Then, you know, I like pizza. I like pizza. And then, you know, my, my son's left hand. You knew that. You knew that. You knew that. Now, the book of Revelation says, and if you don't believe in God, you're going to go to hell, Robert. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what Christianity does. It goes the long way around to get to the exact same fucking spot that we ate. You said right there. What the fuck did Uncle Bobby just say that Braxton didn't just say? You got damn right, Braxton. You're right. It is a no-lose situation for Christians. If the pilot does not pray, but relies on their training to get you safely there, you win. If the pilot prays and there's turbulence and the blahs and glavenoids, clearly that was God. There's nothing that we can say, atheists, that Braxton can't cover with the fucking Christian Trump card. Roll the tape. Every moment of the Christian life, thinking of it as a, an apologetic endeavor. Now, we, we have reasons to believe certain things about our life and experience and about the nature of reality. And then once we find that we think we have good reasons to, to trust that what Jesus taught and that certain things are true based on what the scripture says. Ultimately, for people like me, it's, it's more about what does the scripture say. And, and when you get to those things and you think that on the evidence uh, outside of scripture. Pause the tape. There's no way we're getting through. Maybe I have to break this up into two shows. What did I tell you? What is he saying? Well, we believe in the evidence in the blase and the glavenoids. And, you know, life isn't just one big. So if you aren't aware of how uh, I-35 works here in Texas, I-35 is the interstate that runs north and south. It goes up and down. I am here. I'm in Austin, Texas. If I want to go to San Antonio, Texas, I take I-35 an hour south, and I am in San Antonio, Texas. Austin is here. Dallas, Texas is here. That's three hours north. Bam. Now, if I go from Austin... I drive three hours north. I can get to Dallas, Texas. Now, I drive three more hours. I'm now at six hours. That gets me to Austin, Texas. Tack on one more hour. Now I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Both instances, I still get to San Antonio, Texas. One trip took me an hour. The other one took me seven. What's more efficient? All this shit about the evidence and the proof and the whatever the fuck, that's what he's doing. He's just running laps to get to the exact same place that we atheists got to in five steps. His monkey ass is still running steps. Roll the tape. Sure, that I can trust. Pause the tape real fast. Shannon Q, if you see this, how in the fuck did you get through this 
talk with this dude without losing your mind. You are the patron saint of all non-believers. In my next life, I want to have your patience. I do. Roll the tape. And by the way, I will still say, I watched your videos when I was in my infant stage of my atheism, and I still say thank you. I, I, I shared, you probably don't even remember me for shit. I, I shared a stream with you one time, and I'm going to tell you, it humbled me. I was honored to share the space with you. Thank you so much for your videos. When I was first becoming an atheist, thank you so much. But you are a goddess to me. How did you fucking do this? Roll the tape. The message of scripture, based on God's existence, the resurrection of Jesus, um, the reliability of, of the gospel accounts about the resurrection, and these sorts of things, then not every little aspect of our daily life and faith is us thinking, well, I don't know if Christianity is true. Let me look at this experience and find out for sure. No, we have committed. We okay, have committed. Paul, there is no way I'm getting through this. Again, maybe this depends on the Christian. I saw a, a Christian, it was... It was from John McRae. Let's go. What do you mean? What do you mean? Are you excited yet? It was the Christian perspective on the movie Avatar. On how not to get, you know, caught up in the demonic. What the fuck? There are videos on should Christians cuss? Should Christians have married couples have anal or oral sex? Should Christians smoke cigarettes? Should Christians drink? Should Christians dance? Should Christians do yoga? Should I mean, shut the fuck up. That is all you guys do. I, I want to shove my finger up my butt while I jerk my cock. What does Leviticus say about that? That's all you guys do. But let me guess, Braxton, the ones I'm talking about, those aren't real. Again, there's no place, atheist, that we can go. We can go north, we can go south, we can go east, we can go west. And no matter what we do, there's always a fucking excuse as to why we are wrong. We took it out of context. The Blasian Glavenoids, we're not making it through this whole fucking video. Roll the tape. Trusted in Jesus. We've looked at the evidence, and sure, we're still open to looking at the evidence, but the truth is, we've made this commitment, and now every little moment in our life is not about us proving or disproving a worldview. A pilot flying a plane isn't thinking about that. You know what he's thinking? I have reason to believe that God answers prayer. So I'm going to pray about this. But I also have reason to believe God has put me in a position where I have the abilities, the training, the technology to get these people from point A to point B safely. And I'm going to do everything I can to follow the guidelines that, that are, are best known to reliably get me there. I'm an atheist because there's no compelling reason to believe in the existence of God. And the fact that reasonable people like me don't believe in God is itself a reason not to believe in God. This is sometimes called the argument from hiddenness. As Frederick Nietzsche so eloquently put it, a God who is all-knowing and all-powerful, but does not even make sure his creatures understand his intentions, could that be a God of goodness? Who allows countless doubts to persist for thousands of years as though the salvation of mankind were unaffected by them? And who, on the other hand, holds out frightful consequences if any mistake is made as to the nature of truth? So despite my study of scripture, my lifelong quest in philosophy, and living a relatively good life, I've never found a compelling reason to believe in God. Would a loving God allow me to remain in doubt? Why has he kept himself hidden from me? Could a loving God exist that will allow so many to suffer for lack of access to his revelations? So as I've said, not only on videos on this channel, but also in debate, I personally, and, and many people, perhaps the vast history of the world, the vast majority of, of people who have ever lived, 
and I'm not making an appeal to authority. I'm just saying most everyone has believed that it, God is not hidden, that it's evident that there is a creator. So I pause the tape, go fuck yourself. Again, before you spout off on shit like that, Christians, again, there are a little bit under 2,000 practicing religions right now. Please name them. How many of those other religions say the exact same thing that you do? But no, 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 Braxton, because your monkey ass was born and raised in the United States. Oh, and let me guess, you were raised in the one place where there was no Christianity. The story's all the same. Yes, Braxton, we are very well aware that you believe that God is obvious. Well, you'll never guess what, my man. It's not. It's just not. Right? The trees don't say it. Babies don't say it. Pizza sleeps fast under the West doesn't say it. What do you mean by that? How do you come to that conclusion? If there is no God, what's wrong with the Holocaust? Your evidence is bullshit. And then you're just going to assert that I know that God exists when I just told your monkey ass I don't. And then when that person over there who's in religion number 1479 says, Hey, Braxton, you believe in my shit. You just don't. Then you. Roll the tape. I, I don't grant that it's hidden. I think that every physical object, every concept in the universe can be used as part of a compelling reason to believe. Pause the tape. One, we are not getting through this fucking video. Everything in the universe... Again, I me I made the joke about it. And again, she doesn't know me for shit. She never heard my voice. I guarantee it. Then I heard Jacqueline Glenn say it. That she was like, what? Dude, are you really going to sit here and tell me that my dog taking a shit is proof of God? Gang, the Christian said yes. And then quote unquote proved it. If I get home to Louisiana with no fuss, no muss, no, I, no, people of him will say that's proof of God. My mom dying in front of my face, they will say that's proof of God. The fact that I get upset over certain things, that proves objective morality. That proves that there's a God. I'm going to cook steak tonight. And if that son of a bitch comes out a perfect mid-rare, which it always does, they're going to say that's proof of God. This is just garbage. Roll the tape. Believe that God exists. And I think there are powerful reasons to believe that the Christian God exists. So I don't think that God is hidden. Now, having said all of that, everyone's different. Everyone thinks about things different. And everyone processes information differently. And so perhaps there's someone out there who really does take themselves to be a non-resistant, non-believer. Well, as my friend, uh, inspiring philosophy, Michael Jones has pointed out, uh, it's hard, it's hard, and this sounds like psychologizing. I'm not saying this about this person. I don't know what his situation is or about any other particular person. But as you're thinking through this, it just has to be realized that we are not always certain of our own psychology about certain things, why we think the certain way we do. And that's why we go to psychologists is, is, is to try and work out some of those desires and motivations right. and, uh, and events that have led us to uh, thinking about things in the, in the way that we do. That's um, <clears throat> certainly there. So, uh, to, so first of all, it could be that there is a bias or a resistance that isn't even realized. Now, you might say, but that's not me. Okay, fine. Maybe that's not you. Oh, but you don't believe me, Braxton. No, maybe I do believe you. Maybe so. But here's the thing. Uh, I like what Jonathan McClatch, Dr. Jonathan McClatchy has said about this, which is that he points out that the, 
you would have to know that that is not going to happen to you as a non-resistant non-believer at any future point in your life. It could be that at some future point, um, then God, God will reveal himself in a way that is satisfactory to you. And you don't know that yet. Pause. No, no, stop, stop. Stop. I've heard this one before. I'm sure y'all have as well. That shut the fuck up. Again, that's just another excuse. That's a yes, maybe right, not right now, or no. Tighten the belt, hashtag unprofessional. There's someone at work. And when I tell her, when I try to put her feet to the fire, because you're just like, you know, there's like straight up, friend, I don't believe when you're a God. When I die, you're telling me I'm going to go to hell. She won't answer the question, gang. She says, I believe God's going to reveal himself to you and you're going to go to heaven. That's not what I asked. I asked you. I'm an atheist. I die as such. I'm, apparently, I'm your friend. God's going to torture me forever. You're going to be a believer, Robert. You're going to be a Christian. That's what he's doing. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Right? You know, he's slimy. You know, God will reveal himself. That's slimy. Right there. Roll the tape. Which means it takes the teeth out of this argument. The, the next place that a person could move is to say, well, okay, maybe at the end of someone's life, like someone like Christopher Hitchens, who said that he was, that, who you know, died, as far as we can tell, as a professing um, anti-theist, an unbeliever, certainly in the Christian God. Well, what do we do about a person like this? Well, taking Christopher Hitchens, I think it's, uh, there was a lot that, that going on that could have well-created bias. However, uh, I can't psychoanalyze him or, or especially can't psychoanalyze or... Pause the tape. All this him and Han, all this fucking tap dancing. Again, I would say deep down, but on the very surface. Christians, you know your belief that it's sitting on some bullshit. That your belief, your, your system morality is anything but. That's why he won't say Christopher Hitchens is burning in hell right now. Right? Professing atheism, he had some bias, and you know, right? Again, shut the fuck up. You guys say this all the time. It's just that little sliver of an out. Stick to your convictions, Christians. You believe that those of us that don't accept the foolishness that, yeah, and I call it fucking foolishness. Virgins don't get pregnant. Grow up. Oh, let me guess. She was a magic virgin. Shut up. You give yourself just enough out because you know that the concept of hell is fucked up. You know that is. 1.5 billion Hindus right now. The overwhelming majority of them are Hindus. They're not Christians. Oh, Robert, that's why we send missionaries. Shut the fuck up. You send 100 fucking missionaries to read over a billion Hindus? Go fuck yourself. You know that is immoral. You do, Christians. That's why you guys sound like Braxton. Roll the tape. Speak that way about the dead. I don't know what was going on in his head. But I can say this. If it is true that we don't always understand our own motivations, then it, that well could be what happened to someone on their deathbed. At the point of death, they went all the way. Um, and there was a bias or something like that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say what's going on. 
maybe some, maybe you could say, well, yeah, but all I need is one example of someone who really did die that way and really were a non-resistant non-believer. Okay, there is an argument to be made here. Schellenberg has made this argument. But what I'm saying to you is this is a much more nuanced and complex uh, discussion than I think the mic drop moment of, well, I'm not resistant and I want to believe and I would believe if, if God would reveal himself, but he hasn't. Well, number one, he hasn't yet. And number two, um, I think he has. Pause the tape. He hasn't yet. That's the loophole. That's to get out of jail free card. That's why my person at work continues to say what she says. He's going to reveal himself, Robert. That's not what I asked you. I asked you, am I going to go to hell? Do you think it's right that me, your quote-unquote friend, is tortured forever while you're sitting there doing backflips, whatever the fuck you Christians say is going to happen in heaven? I've asked her that question for years, and not a single time has she answered that question. That's what this shit is here. Christians, you know the concept of hell is fucked up. But you're not going to sit there and say it because you know that makes your God look fucked up. So you sit here and you do the dot, dot, dot. You do the well, maybe kind of slow. You know this is fucked up. You know that. Roll the tape. Has revealed himself in ways that I think it is reasonable to believe. And <clears throat> um, we don't always understand our own thinking on these things. And these are all some of the responses people have given to arguments like this. I hope that that's helpful. Now, you've been looking at some people that are raising objections that uh, are kind of interesting, at least. And in, in, in this last one, there's certainly some uh, intellectual work involved in that. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an understandable approach to this thing. <clears throat> but uh, here is an example of something that is not so much an argument as just a thing happening. Um, let's take a look at this uh, video of what some, uh, you know, I presume non-Christians are doing here with the Word of God. Are they engaging with it critically? Pause the tape. So gang, it's, I don't know who they are. Uh, they are passing the Bible like it's a soccer ball. It's on the ground. Kick it. Play with it. Kick it. Pass it. So that's what you're that's what you're not seeing. Roll the tape. Oops, roll the tape. Yeah, so according to this, it looks like we got a Bible being kicked around by some folks here. And uh this is Pause the tape. His body language is all kinds of fucked up. Now he's so we have some people kicking the Bible. Doesn't feel good, does it, Braxton? You saw one funky ass video. Of people kicking a Bible. Look at you. I've got people knocking on my goddamn door. Telling me I'm a guilty sinner. And you'll never guess what. I haven't invited a single one. I've got people standing outside of my grocery store. Literally telling me. You guys think I'm bullshitting. Come to South Austin. Come on. Come on. I've got 12 year olds calling me a sodomite faggot. Like there's something wrong with that. Right? Right? That, that is the life of a non-believer in the Bible Belt, Braxton. But look at your monkey ass. They're, they're kicking the Bible. Doesn't feel good, does it? Go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. Uh, I don't know, on a public sidewalk here. And it made me think about, you know, I, I you know people could say, well, yeah, but that's not all atheists. And that's true. That's I don't even know these people are atheists, but that's certainly not all non-Christians, not all, all atheists. And, and we certainly have people that are goofballs that do uh, 
ridiculous things like this on our, our side of this. But my question would be, what do you think you're going to accomplish with something like this? What, what's the... It, Pause the tape. Who's the snowflake now, bitch? What do you think you're going to accomplish by that? I don't know, Braxton. Again, what do you think you're going to... You, what do you think? My voice just cracked. What do you think you Christians accomplish? This is a Christian nation, right, Braxton? What, what do you think you guys are accomplishing by insulting the people that you don't know? And again, keep saying that this is the kindest message we can possibly give you while ignoring why we sit here and tell you that's not kind. What do you think you're, again, I ask you that. Here, now it's not like fuckface. Oh, what do you mean by that? What do you, I'm, a, I'm just gathering information, Braxton. What do you mean by that? What do you think you're accomplishing? You're spreading the good news by telling me I'm garbage? By telling me that these two people are garbage? That my mom is rotting in hell right now and I'm going to rot in hell if I don't get on my, shut the fuck up. Christian, tell me. What do you think you are accomplishing by insulting the people that you don't know? And I know you think you're being nice, but you'll never guess what, fuck nuts. That's not how it's being received. Roll the tape. I need some more Hendrix. You know, we're, we're told not to presume that this indicates hate towards God or something like that. I mean, if these were atheists, the, the, the statement would be made, but we don't believe in God. It's not about hating God. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's about hating what this uh, this what what the movement that has sprung forth from this book has done to uh, people in our country. Pause the tape. I'm gonna get some Hendrix because I need more alcohol to listen to what this fuckface 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 is saying. Roll the tape. Ah, look at Buddy's monkey head. Buddy, hold on, shit such that this creator that these people vote along their beliefs that spring from these books or at least they think spring from these books oh, leads to all kinds of uh, difficulty and uh, uh, subjugation and uh, patriarchal ideas and uh, all of that sort of thing perhaps someone would say like something like that or, or something that I might more reasonably expect to create this level of uh, disgust for a written document uh, perhaps it is something that has to do with uh, how this person was raised in an evangelical or fundamentalist family or fundamentalist home and uh, and that their parents raised them with this sort of thing. Uh, to, and I want to say that this happened, nobody's saying anything here, but to the extent that real abuse or something happens there, okay, well, we don't want to be dismissive of that. But if it's, if it's one of those other things, I, I just have to ask, well, what do you think you're accomplishing with this? What's, what's the goal? Because, I mean, first, it makes the person doing this look as though they are trying to be seen as some sort of real non-Christian edgelord uh, in the eyes of the public. And to that end, if that's the goal, I think that the, it will be successful in motivating other people who are coming. Pause the tape. He can go fuck himself. I heard that shit all the way from the kitchen. Hold on. Rewind that fucked up ass statement. Hold on. Where is that goddamn little knobby thingy? Come on. Work for me. 30 seconds. Okay, roll the tape. But if it's if it's one of those other things, I, I just have to ask, what do you think you're accomplishing with it? Right. A fundamentalist family or a fundamentalist home and, uh, and that their parents raised them with this sort of thing. Uh, to, and I want to say that this happened, nobody's saying anything here, but to the extent that 
real abuse or something happens there. Okay, well, we don't want to be dismissed. Pause the tape. That right there. Again, Christian, that's what I'm saying. You guys do a whole bunch of talking, but talking, talking, but not enough listening. Abuse. Now you're going to go down the road of every fucking Christian apologist. Who hurt you in your past? What, what tragedy befell you so that you became an atheist? Again, you guys do not listen. This is why people like me get pissed the fuck off and know this is not Christian persecution. Just roll the fucked up ass tape. This is a bad. But if it's if it's one of those other things, I, I just have to ask, what do you think you're accomplishing with this? What's what's the goal? Because I mean, first, it makes the person doing this look as though they are trying to be seen as some sort of real non Pause the tape. Braxton, I do this because this is the kindest thing I can possibly do. It's the kindest thing that I can do to tell you that your beliefs are sitting on some bullshit. Now, I'm sitting here upset, Braxton, but you'll never guess what. I actually think you're better than what you think you are. Here's Buddy. I don't think, Braxton, that you and everyone born is worth being tortured forever. The kindest thing I could possibly tell you, Braxton, is to tell you that your beliefs are emotionally harmful. There, that, that's what I hope to gain by that. Look at his, look at his body, look at his fucked up ass. What, what do you think you're going to accomplish by that? Look at you. One funky ass video of three atheists kicking a Bible. You haven't even scratched the surface, my dude, on what we atheists go through down here in the Bible Belt in America as a whole. Roll the tape. Christian edgelord uh, in the eyes of the public. And to that end, if that's the goal, I think that it will be successful in motivating other people who are kind of wanting to be edgelords to also kick Bibles around. But do you think this hurts us? Do you think that when you kick the Bible look around... At look at him. Uh, look at him. Because you perceive that... Look at his monkey ass game. Now he's like, he's leaning into, he's getting the bite. Huh? You think this hurts us? Fuck nuts. One funky ass video. One video of three. Look at your fucking reaction. Are you shitting me? How many fucking atheist Christians knock on your door to tell you that you ain't shit? Tell me. Give me a look at his. Look, he's, a, he's gonna jump through the goddamn screen because one funky ass video of three atheists kicking a Bible. What do you think? What do you think you're gonna accomplish? I don't know, Braxton. Holy sh! Look at him, mad little motherfucker that people kick the Bible. Roll this fucked up ass tape. I'm gonna think of this as blasphemous or something. Like it's kind of like when people use female pronouns to refer to God. It's like, do, do you really think that this is like really uh, some sort of a major problem or something? Maybe not. Maybe it's just trolling. But in this case, it seems like there's a real disgust here. But, but to the extent that one wants to say, well, no, this is just an expression, an artistic expression or something of um, how a certain perspective uh, might feel toward this document. Uh, first of all, I think we're going far deeper in defense of, of uh, some young people kicking a book around than we need to. I, I don't know that it goes this deep, but if it does go this deep, <clears throat> what do you think you're accomplishing here?
it, it do you think this demoralizes us? It, it has on you know it has almost the opposite effect. It, it will have the opposite effect of these kind of displays. There was another recent one. God damn it! A, a Pause the tape. Every last Christian who feels like this, please do me a favor and shut the fuck up. You, you, you look at his face, gang. Mad than a motherfucker that three atheists on a TikTok video kicked a Bible. He's got no idea what it's like to answer the goddamn door while you're fucking, you're, if you, hold on, if you answer the door while you're fucking, you're not fucking right. And while you're fucking, while you're eating, whatever the fuck you want to do, and you open up the goddamn door, and it's Christians on your doorstep that you did not invite. Wanting to know, have you heard about my Lord and Savior? No fuck nuts. I've got no, oh, you're, who, you're what? What, what rap song? <laughs> Look at him, man. What do you think this is going to do? This is only going to make us stronger. Again, Christians, you run this joint. Fucking enjoy it. You've got no idea. You've got no idea what it's like to be another faith system or not have any faith at all in the United States. You don't know. Man, look at it. Look, look how his body language and his face has changed. Roll the, We're not making it through this. Fuck Braxton. Roll the tape. Or not. There we go. The... Uh, 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 rally to end child mutilation in Nashville, Tennessee, not far from here, my hometown, what I consider to be my hometown. Uh, someone was eating pages out of the Bible in protest. Have the opposite effect of these kind of displays. There was another recent one that was at a, a, the uh, 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 rally to end child mutilation in Nashville, Tennessee, not far Pause the tape. Braxton, I am sitting on what you can currently kiss. Childhood mutilation. He's talking about transgender people getting fucking... Re it is language like that that gets our transgender family members hurt. And they hurt by their own hands. This fuckface is mad that three people kicked a fucking Bible. You should see. You know why I don't show the clip? One, I can't. I don't know how to do it. But two, I learned with Bundy that when you do that, he gets all the money, all the credit, everything. He can hit my ass for copyright claim. Go fuck yourself. You just engaged in transphobic fuck. You can say that about anything, right? You can either say breast augmentation or I'm going to cut your fucking tits up while you're fucking knocked out with some knockout gas. Then I'm going to violently shove some fucking plastic bags up in there. Or you can say breast augmentation, right? You can sit there and you can say gender reaffirming care or you can say child mutilation, Again, who's the snowflake now, bitch? Braxton. Look at his body language still. Huh? Child mutilation. What do you think this is going to do? You're kicking a Bible around? You're saying that as the fucking power majority up in this bitch. What do you think we're going to... Roll this fucked up ass tape.
We're not making it through this game. Far from here, my hometown. What I consider to be my hometown. Ah! Okay, yeah, shut the fuck up. He's in the South. He's in the Bible Belt complaining like his monkey ass is the only Christian in fucking Saudi Arabia. Roll the tape. Out of the Bible in protest. And I, I look at this and I think, if you think this is going to demoralize, all it's going to do is further motivate and bolster the resolve of some of the people that are in opposition to you. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I, I think there are a lot of non-Christians who wouldn't go along with this, but I think that this is just uh, working. I'm glad to say that there are many atheists and non-Christians who are not at all like this and would roll their eyes at this just like I do. And we certainly have goofballs on our sides, but what do you think you're accomplishing? Seriously. Top five best things about being agnostic. Pause the tape before he moves on to another uh, clip. Three... Let's just say they were atheists. Fine. Three atheists kicked the Bible. And gang, you should see what his face looked like. You should see what how his body language changed. Three atheists, one video. Look how much he's complaining. He's got no idea what it was like to be a Muslim in America right after 9-11. He had no idea what it was like being a Muslim when Barack Obama First got in the White House and all Fox News and the likes could say he was a secret Muslim trying to bring America down from the inside. He's got no idea what it's like to be a fucking atheist in this country. Now, yes, federal law trumps state law, but you'll never guess what, fuck nuts. There are seven states in the United States to where you cannot be an atheist and hold public office. There, there's no rule that needs to be trumped by federal law to say that about Christians. This dude is mad than a motherfucker about one video with three atheists kicking one funky ass Bible. He's got no idea what it's like to be someone else. His body language and his facial expression changed. He was mad than a motherfucker. Christians, you are softer than baby shit. You are. Again, social Munchausen syndrome. You guys want all the attention that comes with being diseased, but you don't want to carry the burden of having the actual disease. Roll the tape. We're not making it through this. Number one, the incredible feeling of releasing guilt. See, when you're a Christian, you believe that you are guilty from the second you are born. You are completely and utterly Check. sinful. There's nothing you can do about it. No matter how hard you try, you're always going to be a sinner in need of salvation. And you literally can't go a day without sinning is the basic belief. Now, if you happen to be something of a perfectionist like I am, that's really hard to accept. Knowing that... Pause the tape. I hear something in my house. Maybe it's just reverberation. Roll the tape. No matter how hard you try, it will never so be good enough. So realizing that I wasn't always guilty and that that was just a construct, it was the most incredible weight off my shoulders, feeling like I could just live for a change. Okay, now, first of all, I want to say to this person, like, seriously, genuinely, I resonate with part of this. I am kind of can be a perfectionist about things, and I, I have some, um, um, like, legitimate OCD uh, issues that, that I have to deal with 
with my doctor and with and, and all that. I under I get so I get this <clears throat> side of this. I've had uh, periods early on in my Christian experience where I was very much plagued in this way of always feeling like I'm not good enough, always feeling like I'm just you know that God's uh, you know just angry at me or dissatisfied with me because I knew uh, that I was a sinner, right? But she ties, and that's not what Christianity is about. And I, and I do think, I want to say to her, I do think there are. No, pause the tape. Before he does his tap dance, that's exactly what Christianity, I said this with fuck face Craig Reed. I did. And I broke down Christianity. And he told me straight up, that's not Christianity. What she said is right. You are. Again, unless you die as an infant. What? The moment you are born, you're a sinner. Again, here, here it is. Here's the breakdown with no snark. We are all born sinners. Sinners are worthy of the worst torment ever. God apparently recognized that. So he sent us his son to die in our place. Now, since God is so holy, he can't be around sin. But Jesus, I just belch, hashtag unprofessional. Jesus, when you, we are covered in his blood, now we can be around God. That's it. Like I said, this is not a very well-kept secret, Christians. We all get it. We just think it's sitting on some bullshit. There's nothing biblically wrong with what I just said. There was nothing biblically wrong with what that lady said. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But Braxton and the likes, they have to sit here and spend this foolishness because they know on a very surface level that that is immoral. Let's see what excuse he has to give us. Roll the tape. Many I do I do know and agree that there are churches where and particular pastors that, that, that give that impression the, the impression that you can never have the peace and the freedom from your guilt and shame because you're constantly analyzing to the degree that you never have any peace to begin with um, that I definitely resonate resonate with that <clears throat> but this is sort of the beauty of the, the, this all boiling down to love. Love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. It's not as though you keep a checklist and if I do everything on the checklist, then, then somehow now I'm, I'm right with God. That sort of thinking is the problem. Like I said in a recent TikTok or short, you know, the, the, the thing is a, a man tries to keep a checklist list like that with his wife and, and he never can keep the checklist. Uh, he's always going to fall off. Uh, maybe if I kiss her occasionally, take her out occasionally, that sort of thing. Now I'm a good husband. But if you, if you would actually fall in love with your wife, well, then all those things would just flow naturally. And the legalism actually can work against that. Not that there's anything wrong with structure. And Pause the tape. This goes all the way back to the first thing. In order to get to the exact same spot, let's just call her Joanne. That Joanne, again, Joanne went from Austin to San Antonio. Bam, she got to the fucking destination. Braxton is going to start in Austin, go all the way to Dallas, come back to Austin to get to San Antonio to say the exact same fucking thing. That's all Christianity is. Excuses, excuses, 
double speak, double speak, word games, argument for special exception. That's all you're hearing, gang. He's going to end up right back where Joanne started. Roll the tape. Kind of a checklist like that, you know, to, to help you. But the, the point should be that you're doing this. At, there's actually a spirit of longing to uh, please and, and, and honor your wife and or in this case, honor God and please him. And, nope, and that spirit will lead to these things happening oftentimes. It's not that you're going to be perfect. And understand, God doesn't look at you the way that other human beings look at you. Where if you don't do exactly the things the way they... You're right. Pause the tape. Because another human being will look at me and realize I'm not perfect. And they're like, you know what? Yo, you're fucked up. And you'll never guess what? Uncle Bobby's fucked up. I remember telling this to Bundy. So when my brain damage was undiagnosed and I was just popping... When I tell you guys I was popping handfuls of Vicodin, I'm not exaggerating. Just to get out of bed, same thing. Every morning, I had... Water, and I had four hydrocodone. At that point, it was hydrocodone I was taking. Four hydrocodone, 32510s. For those of you that know pain meds, you know what I just said. Four of them. I would take four just to get out of bed. By the time I got to work, I was already at 10. By the time I left work, I was in the dozens by the time I got you got you see what I'm saying between Vicodin use abuse and undiagnosed brain damage there was one friendship in particular that I pulled my pants down and I took a massive shit on I told you in another video to this day I still say I'm sorry and to this day I still I don't deserve your friendship she's gotten to the point where like it's in our past. Thank you for saying it. Let's just move on. And I still feel horrible about what I did. If I showed you the text that we sent each other just today, you wouldn't believe me. We're jovial. We're fun. We're all. My point is, let's call her Joanne. Joanne recognized. And she said, you fucking hurt me. I, I will never forget, gang. Holy shit. And I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. We sat. And we had a conversation about what was happening. I'll never forget it. I will never forget how badly I hurt her. She was closest. I fucked it all the way up. And to this day, 12 327 in the PM, I don't deserve her friendship, but I'm thankful I have it. She acknowledged what was going on. She made sure I knew what I did to hurt her. And then I worked my monkey ass off to regain her trust. I don't take Vicodin anymore. Right. And I, I told her she's part of the reason why I will never, no matter how much I hurt, I will not do it again because I know what I'm capable of when I'm on it. My point is she recognized my humanity and she forgave me for it. She doesn't hold it against me. We're friends. And again, if I showed you what we just texted today, you would look at my story and say, you're lying. The Christian God is mad at your monkey ass simply because that dude fucked that lady 50 years ago. Now my black ass is here. And there's nothing I can do to truly get on his good side. And even if I do get on his good side and go to heaven, 
You know what my eternity is? According to Christians, I'm just going to sit there and give the fuck face just this trillions and trillions of nonstop years of foot rubs and back rubs and tell me it's the greatest thing ever. Again, there's nothing that she said that was biblically in error. And his monkey ass again, he started at Austin, he's going to go to Dallas, just end up back in San Antonio. Just roll, we're not making it through this game. Roll the tape. They want or you let them down now they've just decided that you're a dirtbag and that, they, they, that you're not worth anything you have no value i mean that's not even how normal people think about it but that's kind of what we're putting on god but even but, but even where normal people might might kind of judge you a little bit in that way and kind of think bad and maybe your stock goes down for them god already knows the best and worst things about you he already does and he loves you anyway and he takes you on if you're a believer as his child anyway that is the amazing thing about Pause the tape. No, that's not the amazing thing. If you are a believer, there's a person right now in some Amazonian tribe that doesn't even have a God concept in their language. And your God accepts that person so much that when that person closes their eyes and takes their last breath, God's going to torture them forever. But apparently, they had all the evidence sitting there. If you just look at the trees. Blah, 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 blah. Again, the only way to make Christianity sound the least bit palatable is this. Is to lie. It is to fucking do backflips. And it, shut the fuck. Roll the tape. Oh, Grace, and to the extent that churches don't present that, that's a problem. On the other hand... Uh, we do sin. Now, this business about original sin, yes, there are, there, there are many churches uh, that will teach you an uh, Augustinian understanding of this, where you are born not only with a sin nature, but also with a guilt nature. Um, that you are born not only with a nature and an environment that is inclined towards sin, but that you are born personally culpable for the sins that Adam and Eve committed long before you were ever born, right? And uh, yet yeah, there are other places in Scripture. Pause the tape. I definitely want to address that. So I'm to blame because Dirt Man and Rib Woman ate a fucking apple. Again, the God proposition is always one pronoun away from being the worst shit that you have ever heard. Here we go. So the, one of the funniest, and again, save your fucking comments about child abuse. So... Uh, dad snuck out as a teenager to get drunk off of cheap beer. I'm using his words. And it's real fucked up because my dad doesn't have to worry about money ever the fuck again. He grew up, I'm about to belch. He grew I just belch as a professional. That fuck face grew up drinking cheap liquor. And even though he doesn't have to worry about money anymore, still drinks cheap liquor. What kind of shit is that, Dad? Dad snuck out of Big Mama's house as a teenager to go drink cheap beer with his friends. Big Mama, when Dad came home, was waiting for him because she got worried. She went and checked. Her son wasn't there. She. Dad said that Big Mama beat him with an inch of his life. And he laughs when he says it. Go fuck yourself with survivor bias. Go debate that on someone else's channel. Now, if Big Mama, when she first met me in the early 1970s, was like, Mama, 
meet your grandchild. This is Chris. And a big mama started beating me right there on the fucking spot and beat me all the way up until the fucking mid-80s when she passed away because my dad fucked up. You guys would sit there and say, that's abuse. If I gave that situation to Braxton, he would say, that's abuse. But as long as the Christian God does it, that's the most loving. Again, he's making excuses. Right? Well, I know some Christian pastors and some churches, they teach the blase and the glavenoids. No, Braxton, they all do. Because you guys, you guys all read from the same book. We are all guilty because original sin happened when Adam and Eve failed the test. There was no test in the Garden of Eden. Please tell me how I'm wrong. Roll the tape. Scripture where it implies that God's not going to hold his son uh, guilty for the sins of his father. Now, sometimes there are places where there are ramifications for uh, other generations based on what parents did because their parents did things that had natural consequences that did impact further generations. But God says there are places where we find out that God doesn't hold the son personally culpable for the personal sins of the father. But we do get from Adam the consequences. That is, we get a nature and environment that is inclined towards sin. In fact, that's the way the Southern Baptist Convention has it in their Baptist Faith and Message 2000. But what we don't, but, but, but I don't think that what we get from Adam is personal guilt for what he's done. So you say, oh, well, then I don't need Jesus, right? Right, because we don't all do things that are kind of like dirt bags. We don't all kind of mess up. What I want to impress upon you is when we say as Christians that someone is a sinner, what we don't necessarily mean by that is that this person is particularly wicked. No, what we mean is this person okay. is imperfect. And we all are. We had this. You know, pause the tape. Again, he's softening up the blow. Just because you wrap your brass knuckles in cotton doesn't mean you're still not hitting me with brass knuckles, Braxton. We are all born guilty sinners. Depending on which flavor of Christianity you talk to, we're depraved. Now, we are guilty of being sinners, and sinners deserve hell, and we will go to hell unless you die of SIDS at six months old, and apparently you're pure. Explain to me that one, Christians. Please go fuck yourself. The only way to go to heaven is to accept the Jesus sacrifice because we have a sin nature. All he's doing is doing fucking backflips but he's ending up in the same fucking location. And that is, we are guilty sinners and we deserve to go to hell. Period. End of fucking story. You're sitting there. And again, I don't care what the fuck it is you say. If you take a shit on my face and it's solid, or you take a shit on my face and it's runny diarrhea, at the end of the day, you took a shit on my face. All this is, is excuse after justification, after go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. We're not making it. We're done. We're done. You know, We're discussion done. about original sin and Adam and Eve and all, all those. You're born already guilty. Well, not on my view, but we all do go ahead and sin. And if, if you want to tell Pause me. Pause the tape. Not in my view. Then Braxton, you just took Christianity and you turned it on its head. We are all born sinners. Go ahead. Please tell me how I'm wrong.
We're 20 minutes in, gang. Roll the tape. You've never committed any sins, uh, or, or even what you know the secular culture would consider immoral things, then I just don't believe that. I, I, I just don't believe that. I'm not saying that you're particularly bad. The world, you know, from a human level, we might say, man, that's a really good person. And, and you might be in that sense. But the fact is, that's a different category from, is this person perfect or, or are they imperfect? And then, of course, we have to question, what, what does it mean to be imperfect with comparison to a holy and righteous God? But what all of this means is, God's not surprised by your imperfections. God's not surprised by the- Pause the tape, you goddamn right. He's not surprised by our imperfection because he knows everything we're going to say, do, and think because we are programmed to do that, to think that, to say that. How do I know that? Because nothing happens that doesn't go down according to God's perfect plan. Sylvester Stallone could not have not said, Yo, Adrian! You want to know why? It was written in the fucking script, fuck nuts. Every, God knew that I was going to be an atheist at 39. He didn't know that. There was no amount of prayer that you or anyone else could have said to make me remain a Christian. I was going to be an atheist at 39. There's an 100% chance I'm going to die as a fucking atheist. Which means, according to Braxton, I get to go to hell and be tortured forever. Everything else is bullshit. It's excuses. It's double talk. It's argument of special exception. That's all this has been. 21 minutes and 35 seconds of foolishness. Roll the, we're, we're wrapping this up. We're wrapping this up the things in your life that you take to be particularly sinful. Now, I do think it's true that those things grieve the heart of God, but he's not sitting around uh, not wanting to, you know, just angry, not wanting you to come to him. As I heard really young in life, and I've always been glad that I heard this when I was in high school as a Christian, but God always wants you to run to him. It's always better to run to God than away from God. But this notion that you have to constantly live in guilt and shame uh, you are free from that. Jesus died to pay the price for your sins, and you should enjoy that. And your joy, uh, your, your pause the tape. Then, my man, again, you have turned Christianity on its head. That's all amazing grace. Oh, how sweet the sound to save a wretch like me. There's a fucking YouTube channel called Wretched with hundreds of thousands of fucking views. The dude is just sitting there stacking fucking Benjamins by telling people they ain't shit. That's Christianity. You ain't shit and you ain't going to be shit. You've never been shit. There's nothing that we can do. What is it? What do they say? Our good deeds are like filthy rags in the eyes of a perfect and holy God. That's all Christianity is, gang, is telling you that you ain't shit. Oh, I know, Robert, you took it out of context. You don't understand Christianity. Please go fuck yourself. Roll the tape. A little bit more. I'm done. I'm done. Endeavor should be to live for him. And yes, to do things that would please him. And yes, that will come along with doing a lot of things um, in the Christian faith. And, and you could build a checklist around that, I suppose. But that's not the point. The point is to... To love the Lord your God, enjoy Him forever, love your neighbor as yourself, 
And, and yeah, pay attention to what God wants and try to do that. But you don't have to live as though God is staring down the barrel at you all the time. Number two was kind of a weird one and hard to explain if you've never been in the Christian mindset, but privacy. So what Christians basically believe is that nothing can be secret from God. You know, he knows every thought you have. He knows um, every motive of your heart, just constantly looking at your heart, looking at your mind, judging every thought and feeling. Like about a year ago, I had a spicy thought about my now husband, and it was like, no one's judging me for this. I'm actually alone with this thought. I don't have to repent for this thought. I don't have to immediately feel bad and be like, oh, no, 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 don't think that, don't think that, don't think that. And then, you know, ask for forgiveness. It just, it was just me and my thoughts. It was crazy. So I want to say this about not only this particular uh, point, but the last one as well. And that is that you're deciding not to, uh, or you're coming to believe that you now have this extreme, like, um, like transcendental level of privacy such that that God wouldn't even know what's going on in your head. Um, you're, you're not believing that doesn't make it not true. You're pointing this out as like a positive and advantage now to not being a Christian. But hey, it, the truth is, if it's true, it doesn't really matter whether you believe it or not. God still knows what's going on in your head. And let me be the first to tell you, God still knows whether or not you think. Pause the tape in the tape. We'll do part two tomorrow, maybe. That I, I've already said this. If you can't be safe in your own mind, then where can you be safe? She wasn't thinking about burning down an orphanage, you know, killing a dog or something. She wanted to fuck somebody. Oh, anything but that. And she's right. When you escape the bondage, yeah, bondage of Christianity, your thought life is now your fucking... You know what? Go fuck yourself, Braxton. I'm done with you. She's right. There's a freedom of not having to wonder what's going to happen to me because I'm thinking about jerking off all over myself. You don't have to worry about that anymore because you don't believe that anymore. Gang, this whole video was listening to Braxton just talk out the side of his fucking neck king uncle bobby has only given you one big motherfucking problem so as a result uncle bobby's gonna give you one big motherfucking solution braxton at trinity radio shut the fuck up dude that was nothing more than a bunch of fucking excuses and the odds are long that you'll ever hear this but right now robert reed wasn't a real christian his 39 years as a Christian, he never understood the gospel. He took it out of contact. Blah, 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 shut the fuck up. Your ability to remain relatively calm. Again, your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me, boy. They don't. That was just a bunch of fucking excuses. It just was. I don't even know which one to pick on fucking first. But you know what I will end off with? I notice how your body language changed because three atheists on one video kicked a single fucking Bible. You got mad than a motherfucker, Braxton. And you haven't even scratched the surface of what it's like to not be a Christian in these United States. 
You and I are in the fucking Bible Belt, my dude. We are. What do you think that's going to do? What kind of message are you trying to send? What are you going to... I don't... Uh, why, why is there a fucking delivery truck in front of my house? Go fuck yourself. Back on topic. I don't know, Braxton. What kind of message are you guys trying to send? Again, I've been in this house for over two decades. Not a single atheist has ever knocked on my door. Not a single Jew, Muslim, Jehovah's Witness, Mormon. They all have a tremendous talent of leaving me the fuck alone. Not Christians. And now this is when you guys get to say, well, Robert, this is the kindest message I could possibly give you. Let me return the favor to wrap up this goddamn show. The kindest message, Christians, I can give you is that your belief have no foundation. Your evidence does not lead to a proof. A dog taking a shit, that's, that's not proof of God. My dad fucking my mom. That was a biological fucking event. Sperm met egg, and now my black ass is here. So when you ask me, how did I get here? I just told you, right? You guys do a whole lot of talking, but you don't do enough listening. It's not a kind message. So when you sit there and you get all buck and you get all puffy and shit, and you're like, what, 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 what kind of message are you trying to send? Fuck face, what kind of message are you trying to send? That your God loves me so much. And motherfuck me. He's going to send all of India to be tortured forever. Because that's the definition of love. A dad murdering his son is love. Fuck face. My dad quite literally pulled out straps. Because he thought someone was going to hurt his mom. And his immediate family. That's what my dad did to show that he cared. Oh yeah that actually happened. God showed love by saying, fuck it, I'm going to kill my son, who's actually myself. What? All I heard was a bunch of fucking excuses, slapped upon some more excuses that had a little sprinkle of argument from special exception. Christian, step your game up. Step your fucking game up. That was nothing more than excuses. And that's the bottom line of Christianity. It's how can I tap dance around the easiest answers there are. We're on to you. We smell your bullshit. That's why we're atheists. We just don't believe it. And no, I'm not persecuting you. All right, gang, the big guys held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Jen and Truth, let's go.